Let's go. Hello and welcome to another edition of MMA Uncaged, episode 11, proudly brought to you by Ginger Fox Coffee, fantastic coffee guaranteed to make you as clever as a fox. And it's been a two-week hiatus for us, we do apologize, but uh, we're back and we're talking all things MMA, in particular the UFC, and with me as always, my esteemed co-hosts justin ferrier who is of course one of the top judges on the continent if not uh, in the world uh, soon to be ufc uh, i might even be jinxing that but we'll see um and of course he is mma royalty former champion of the efc ufc fighter and uh, he swears he's not done it's uh, gareth mcclellan and justin ferrier let's do that ask to unmute now now justin's <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm yeah. I got you because normally it's Gareth who's messing up the mute buttons. Tonight yeah. it's me, so I've uh, now fixed it. So we're all good, you gentlemen. Me. It's good to be back, uh, Justin. How are you doing? And um, yeah, man, is yeah, that true? I mean, I mean, that's your trajectory, right? You want to be at the UFC one day, right? I mean, you climbing that ladder, you, you're doing all the hard yards right now. If they if they would give me one event to judge, you don't need to give me a return ticket home. I could walk outside, get ridden over by a bus, and I'd, my life would be complete. <laughs> I'd be happy. I don't need a return ticket. Gareth, I mean, Justin is uh, he's, he's a guy, he's a student of the game. Um, I mean, we, we would love to see him in the UFC, to follow in, oh, in, your, in your footsteps in a way. No, listen, I think those are important. That's important for us, you know. Uh, not only putting in, in world-class athletes, but also, obviously also world class judges and then uh, refs at some stage, you know, we've got to be, if we want to be, uh, we want to be noticed and we want to be part of the MMA world, we, we have to put ourselves everywhere. I, I don't think that we should be going, Oh, it's just a fighter or it's just a coach or that, that can make it to that level. You know, we need to ensure that as we progress, so does everybody around us. Mm -hmm. And if we are pulling through, uh, refs and, uh, uh judges to that level it means that as a sport we're growing and we're progressing and mm. you know we we're filling the spaces and that's how we will eventually get ourselves to a mma uh country that is recognized or is taken notice of you know but i mean talking about refs did you see old uh herb dean and uh dan hardy have a little spat there i did i did see I, it. Thought, I thought it was on I thought it was gonna be a little <laughs> no one twos Man, you know, I'm going to not tell you my opinion on Herb Dean. But there's a time and place. Where they, okay, let's say Herb Dean was 100% wrong. There's a time and a place. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the emotions uh, rolled out a little bit more than they should have. Give us, give us some context there, boys, for, for those who might not have seen it or, you know, those joining the podcast, you know, who've missed it. Just, just sort of break it down for us, Gareth. What, what exactly happened? So... If I stand, I stand to be corrected. It was, uh, it was. I think it was a fur fight. It was, um, uh, um, it was fur versus Trinaldo, Francis Trinaldo, or Jai Herbert. Sorry, Jai Herbert and uh, Francis Tr Trinaldo. Um, Herb Dean was the ref, and there was a controversial stoppage in that. It almost seemed like 
uh, the fighter was still it was under the preliminary uh, the preliminary cards, and uh, um, uh, um, it seemed almost like that uh, the fighter got dropped. Um, Herb gave it a little. Obviously, to uh, from my side, it kind of seemed like he was still in the fight. But when you look closer, you realized he was just, he was not compass And again, it's such a split second decision. He dives in, he stops the fight, fighter complains too early, and then it's on the other end of it, you know? It's really, really hard to find that, um, that, that line of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. I mean, we've seen guys get rocked. Uh, I've seen guys get rocked. 50 times worse than what I saw in that fight. And um, uh, guys come back and they win fights. So... Gee, no. I must interrupt you, bro. For me, you always are on the side of caution. I have headed up events and, 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 had, and had people, I don't argue, but they argue with me. And I would far... And, and, and I say to them, I'm so glad that you're standing here arguing with me instead of me being by your bedside in hospital seeing if you're okay. And for me, it's always err on the side of caution. Now, on a side note, I look at Herb's demeanor, and he obviously, he's a good ref. He teaches. He's, uh, he's a student of martial arts. I think he does some jits and things like that. His, he's a little bit like slow. Like, I, I don't want to say he doesn't. He's not as in command as all the other refs. Like, I, I, you saw that against him. I, I, you saw him in the law, the Lawler fight, where he did the same thing like with. Uh, and I'm, I'm like, I understand you're comfortable in your space. I'm all for you, but it's like I, I, I compare it to Mark, and I mean, I know, Mark, I know Mark personally. That's how I'm going to use him. I've seen that I've moved, dive down to see. If, he sprawled so hard to see if somebody's awake, and that's kind of what you need to do. And in the rules, like when he teaches, like. You've got it. This is the reason I'm not a referee because I can't sprawl hard and get around. So I'm not physically able to jump in there. And I prefer I prefer judging. But it's he's a little bit like his demeanor is a little bit like too chilled for me. And but bearing in mind whether he made a mistake to be challenged by another professional. Right then and there, like I, I, I'm all for the challenging. Everybody, everybody can question anybody. It's just like it's age and maturity determines tact, and tact is the same message, the same questions. It just determines when, and so maybe during cage side isn't the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That for me, and no. Dana, I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. But I think that's the thing is. I mean, uh, Dan is 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 as much of a professional not to allow something like that to affect his performance as a commentator. You you know, he could have pulled him aside and said, you know, that was uncalled for. It was a terrible stoppage. Whatever you may feel, um, but to shout it over live TV. I mean, no. Nah. He's have, a good guy, bro. Like I met yeah. him in Rotterdam with you. He's a good guy. Like I had a chat with him. He's a nice guy. Mm. Maybe, but again, fighters emotional. That's yeah. why everyone says fighters should be referees. I'm like, you guys are too highly strung. You you are too invested. What are you talking that. about? Other highly strung. Other, other. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? No, I never really like it. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it, goes, um... it goes over to demeanor. I mean, you look at yeah. you look at 
the other way, this weekend, Mark was at, uh, Mark Goddard was at a, a UAE. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. Bro, this hey? guy pushed Mark, and I'm like, oh, no, you can't do that. Like, for me, that is absolutely, you cannot touch an official. That's a cannot. DQ. DQ. Mark, right? Mark almost Straight had up. to run and pound him to let him go. He, he choked. He choked him and the guy was tapping and he was still choking him. So, yeah. yeah. And then, because I'm on a little chat group with with a whole bunch of reps and people that were there and, and Mark or whatever the case is. And the guy, when he found out he was, because he wasn't on shot when he, he wasn't on camera and in the cage when he found, when the, when the official decision came and he was DQ'd, the other guy won. Apparently, he tried to pick a fight with everybody and ended up in jail. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, I wanted to, to come back seriously. I wanted to come back to Herb Dean and um uh he did the the Brunson fight, didn't he? He was uh he you did. know when when uh, Edmund was not pretty much knocked out and saved by the the end of the round, the bell. Um Dana White's come out and had a go at the doctor for allowing the fight to continue. What did you guys think of that? Because to me it looked like it looked well, like Okay, that's just Oh, again, that goes back to like, I, I, listen, if you if you can meet the bell and you can get up and recover and come back and fight again, then I mean, who are we to tell you that you're not? It's the same, it's the same kind of instance of allowing the fight to go on after you you badly hurt, recovering, and then you know, I mean, there's, there's guys out there that are like zombies. You can knock them flat, then they just they 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 might be out for two or three seconds, but next minute they up, boom, and they're going again, and they're more dangerous than they were. I mean, Chris Lieben used to be like that. Chris Lieben used to get rocked so badly and then just turn into this monster. <laughs> he just wanted to kill everything that was in front of him when he was rocked. And it was kind of like, oh, everybody got excited to see him get cracked and then wobble and then just nuke somebody's head off. Um, I also realized that a lot of the guys take a, a, lot of, a lot of, and I don't want to say casual fans because fans are fans. Fans are the ones that pay the bills. A lot of fans will take what a commented, commentator says is gold. And that's the problem. I often will watch a fight, no commentary, because I don't want to, in any form, get influenced. Now, I listen to this with commentary, and the, because he got that cut on the second to last shot, and yeah, he was hurt, yeah. but he immediately scrambled, got onto his knees. He wasn't happy about it, but he, he responded quickly. Yeah. So for me, that was okay. I mean, it wasn't... They, they, listen, fighters are fighters. They're not, there to, they're not there to hug it out. This is absolutely, I'm 100% for safety, but they're there to earn money, to perform, and they do know the risks going in. For me, I didn't see the issue with that. He, the bell was there, he got up, there was no delay, and he was fine. And I think Granted, in the third, he was very sluggish. Yeah. Doctor. Yeah, but Brian Ellison, that's the best I've seen oh. Brunson look for a while. I mean, he really looked like a top-class fighter. He looked like a top fighter. For the first time in he a while. Round, I think he was getting, uh, he was getting, the youngster was catching him. Uh, but yes, he came back second uh, in the second round. Yeah. And, uh, put on some fire, bro. Yeah, he's, I mean, the guy, we will, but we're all avoiding Shabbat saying Shamabanji, Shamabanji, yeah, or say his surname. Shabzi, Shabzi, Shabzi. Anyway, Edmund. Listen, and he was, he was, he, I mean, he was hot property, yeah. 
He's there 22. was a lot of talk of him that he was the next best thing. Who was his coach? Was it Ed, Edmund's coach, Ronda Rousey? Was yes, one of he coaches? was Ronda yeah. Rousey's training partner back when she was way back, well, when he was 15. He's got a, a novel as a coach. Well, <laughs> it, it just... It was another name I can't pronounce, Tavagi, whatever. Yeah. That was huge hype around this guy. He was even the favorite going into the fight, but Brunson just showed his class, showed his maturity, and showed that he's not just a, a gatekeeper in that division. Right? But again, Four there, there were two. It takes yeah. one. Yeah. One. That's like it. Baby gloves. All they, are, they, all they do is protect your knuckle from getting teeth in them. Well, I think Tell what people don't realize huh? is as a middleweight, in the middleweight division, guys move as quick as a lightweight, welterweight, featherweight, and hit like a heavyweight. And hit, and hit like a heavyweight. So yeah. it only takes one good punch to, to rattle you, uh, uh, put you two steps behind. And then at that level, when you even one beat behind, you're behind and you're just playing catch up. And it can be a long night for you. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's millimeters and it, millimeters. And if you lose those millimeters, you can be in serious, serious trouble. And it's not just a, you can be on, on the receiving end of a serious hiding. Yeah. And it can be a fraction. It can be a fraction of a mistake. Um, let's recap uh, the, the fight night in Vegas. I think it was uh, Vegas 5. Um, Vicente Luque defeating Randy Brown. He's called out Nate Diaz. It's incredible. He's got 11 stoppages now in his 12 UFC wins. Is, is this... Is this uh, Luke guy uh, someone we need to keep an eye on? Only well, 28 years old. Oh, what's that? Nate Diaz on the money roll. He doesn't want to fight anybody unless it's for money. Yeah. Well, he's called him out. I, 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 I agree with you in terms of stoppages and, and record, but Nate Diaz is parking in. He's like, unless you pay me sheets, I'm not interested. Yeah. I think he wants names and he wants money because he'll headline, he'll headline fights. He yeah. doesn't want to put at risk something for somebody. Even though he's got a great record, an unknown. Okay, well then let I me ask you, you this one. Interesting division that day. Uh, that is interesting. The these guys, this, this uh, Vincent and so, and he, this guy, yeah, I mean, he's got, he's got bricks in both the hands. I don't know. I think he's got a piece of steel in his jaw because he'll <laughs> take whatever he needs to to hit a hole in you. Um, he's fun to watch. He really is fun to watch, and he's a go forwarder. There's no, there's no retreat. Yeah. He, he makes small head movements, small dips, throw power every punch, hits like an absolute truck, and he shows that in his part, in his in his highlight reel or his last eleven fights and stoppages, when he's just not a walk through guys, um, which puts so many guys in the mix there in that in that weight division. No, it's crazy. He was a, he was a welterweight before, wasn't he? I think so. He was a welterweight before. I think he was a welterweight before he dropped to to lightweight. He's a big guy. He's a big. He's a big lightweight. So there's these guys that are in title contention that are building themselves up towards the belt, and then there's guys that are there to get paid. And like true MMA fighters are really interested in every fight call. Like I know I'll watch. I'll be there from twelve o'clock in the day watching every prelim, whatever the case is. And then these guys that just want to see the money fights. And Nate Diaz is the one that, whether you like it or not, even if he's got to have a name to suit him, he's going to sell tickets. They don't really care about his rank. But do but so, you not think he's, he's deserved that space? Do you think 11, not, yeah, 11 stoppages and 12. 
but but uh, being being uh, being the, the the servant that he is to to MMA and what he, he brings and the hype and the kind of showmanship mm. that he's he's had and he's he's been doing that he was doing that long before the Connors and those guys arrived and only now is he getting that kind of um, respect and then uh, with UFC willing to pay the value that he's worth and he doesn't need to I mean he's making he's making buck he made bang off the both the Connor fights um, sponsorships came through the roof because of it. I mean, he was the guy that dethroned the king. The king was unstoppable. No one could. Everybody was looking at this guy, going, "How do we beat this guy?" And he just backyard trashed him and slapped him upside the head a few times. That's yeah. true. Have to <laughs> have to agree with that. I mean, but then surely, I mean, do you think that uh, Luke is is uh, a guy that would cause problems for for Diaz, considering well, look, he goes forward? They'll be standing and banging. With a, I'd like to see him against a Dustin Poirier or uh, a Justin Gaethje. There's two different schools here. We're going two different paths. Nate Diaz is probably not going to be a champion. It's not what he's after anymore. It's after back. They keep that as uh, when they want to do a massive pay-per-view or something like that. Mm. It's not about belts for him. Okay. Um, that's, what, that, that's how I see it. Justin, you, you touched on uh, some MMA fighters just happy to fight and want to be active. I mean, Joanne Calderwood, uh, it kind of backfired for her, even though, I mean, she took the fight on short notice um, and, and lost out to Jennifer Meyer. She also now has lost out on, on her shot at Shevchenko. It means Meyer will have a shot at Valentina Shevchenko. I mean, where do you stand on that? It's a difficult one because you've got to take your hat off to Calderwood for taking the fight on short notice and then still... You know, staying active. What's your, what's your thinking? So, I mentioned it off air. All the respect in the world to anybody that takes a short notice fight and all the respect to the world to anybody that fights. I just wish there was better management around that said, hey, your goal is this, you next in line for gold. Yeah. Reminds me of when Martin Van started. He took, a long, he took way longer than he should have to get the belt because he would take literally every opportunity thrown at him. When somebody should have just said, slow down, cuz, just miss this one. It's not about you. It's not about your ego. Miss this one. Let's take the road to the belt. But Martin would get pressured into, I don't know, headlining a, headlining a card, uh, co-main co eventing, um, or stacking a card, because Martin's a big man. And he would, yeah. literally, Martin would fight anybody. And and that's kind of what I, what I saw with Joan Felderman. She had very little to gain and everything to lose and she lost mm. and now she's at least third yeah. or fourth now now she's got to work it all over again and yeah. i mean and she fell over and she's got to fell over and she fell over afterwards fainted so there's going to be a medical suspension they're probably going to throw they're probably going to throw six months at it so it's, now it's an 18 month journey back to the belt that's yeah, the problem there's yeah. no there's no point uh in point in doing that. I think I did it once in my career. Luckily, it turned out to be a, a, a good decision. It was the Armour de Brain fight. I was uh, meant to fight Jeremy, and Jeremy got bronchitis the second time. And then they made they told me to fight Armand de Brain. Luckily, that turned out uh, better than what I expected. But yeah, listen, I, it, it is true though. In that kind of in that kind of environment, you should have whoever was close to her should have said, you know. 
You've got your opportunity at this girl. You've been waiting so long. You've been pushing the hours. Just wait a little bit longer. It makes it that much sweeter. Instead, jump to an opportunity thinking, oh, well, I'm the number one ranked fighter. I can, I've, I've got this. And it, again, it happens so fast. Mm. But yep. I, still top, yeah. I still say, UFC made up of the top 30 fighters in the world. And any one of those guys can beat number one at any time. Maybe number 30 rocks up, he's on his money, he's, he's ready to go, fights number one, bang, fight over a winner. Yeah. It happened. Is she related to Damien Meyer? Yeah. Who? The chick, the chick Meyer. I don't know. You never know. Could be. I don't know, maybe. Well, that, there's, there's some homework to be done. But she's a former uh, Invicta champion, I think, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. She's got some pedigree, so she's, yeah. she's legit. So Jennifer Meyer will fight Valentina Shevchenko. I think she's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think she's she's jiu-jitsu. Again, Shevchenko is not human. She's, no. uh, I, I liken her to the, what's it, uh, universal soldier. Yeah. She's going to get a head picked right off. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that Dolph Lundgren? Yeah. That was a part, Valentina. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, if, if Valentino stood in front of me and said, oh, let's vote, I think I would also be the first. I would have voted. 100%. 100%. Um, speaking of fainting after the fights, I mean, Calderwood fainted afterwards, but um, uh, Giles, um, Trevon Giles, fainted before his fight against Kevin Holland uh, at the Apex over the weekend. And obviously, they couldn't let the fight go ahead. I read up on that. He said he had heart irregularities. He had to spend the night in hospital for that. And then his opponent was like, oh, you, you held your breath. And I'm like, it's, it's so distasteful to, to mock somebody. A medical, a medical thing. You, you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, it's Kevin Holland. You don't know what happened. Yeah. You don't know. Could be anything. Could be anything. Could have, it, it could, could have been literally anything. Just a, a small panic attack, nervous... Uh, environment and it, yeah, pass out. This man produces a doctor's certificate or some proof, and this oak's got surgically removed his foot out of his mouth for now accusing him. And it's silly. Like, you should be, there's times to chirp and then there's times to be uh, supportive. You don't have to be your best friend, but just say, listen, I wish you all the best. And there's even, there's even with the biggest hatred in the world, there's even been class between DC and Jones when there's been stuff like that. Yeah. And I hope you get better, whatever the case is. I think I think that's something that we've also we've seen a lot of that that's kind of lacked from the from the early days and what the guys like GSP and when I was coming through in South Africa and stuff like that was the sportsmen were built and then it kind of the whole Connor thing came and just and and soured it and brought in just too much egotistical nonsense and people not respecting another another guy for whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's it's not classy. It's uh, I think it's um, a bit below the belt and rude. And I, I I really think in those instances, Gaza should kind of get a stern warning, a, a stern warning for uh, for their behaviour. Yeah, but they they reward the bad behaviour, bro, because for them it makes headlines, and they win because we're talking about it. That's yeah. the problem. That's that the it problem. makes headlines. Although it's completely wrong, I look at it and I go. Let's use somebody like Dallas Jacoby. Oaks never said a bad word about anybody in his life. And I'll tell you how nice he is, is that Wade Henderson, who back, who's trash-talked 
everybody, including you, he never trashed Phil Dallas. And Dallas gave him a hiding twice. <laughs> um, speaking of a hiding, guys, um, there's someone who's, who's Dana White's got very excited about. Um, and he's a guy that has threatened to fly to Ireland to go and try and beat up Conor McGregor. Um, no, he went there already to look yeah, for him. Before. Yeah, that's what I said. He went to look for him. But anyone who does yeah. that, who goes to Ireland to look for yeah. Conor McGregor, we can get excited about Kamzat Chimaev. I mean, yeah. this guy, he's, he's from Sweden. Uh, maybe um, not originally, but... Nah, 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 originally, nah, they're handing out a few is from, somewhere from the hills... Where they <laughs> bred him in an in a, in a particular <laughs> offside camp, yeah. black uh, black side camp, and turned yeah. him into a killer. Yeah, just like right in the hills there. Yeah, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's not of this world. Unreal. He is one hundred percent the exact, just a bigger version of Khabib. Twenty six yeah. years old, twenty six years old fights twice in ten days, wins both fights. And then once Conor McGregor, construction. <laughs> and I will fight anybody. I will fight. Bring me anybody. I will smash everybody. He said, "Smash everybody." Come from all of all of those guys that live that are originally from that region because they all get they get from Pakistan. Bro, they get poached. There's a kid who debuted on Brave this weekend, Mokayev. His name is Mohammed Mokayev. He has nothing like I've ever seen. So he has won world champs four times. Uh, junior, uh, um, sorry, not junior, amateur. Uh, and I watched his final, and he's just unbelievable. From the same, the same area, same papaka, same story. He's going to be a superstar. They, yeah. He's just. Just say his name again, Justin. Yeah, Mokayev. M O K A E V. That's his name. Somebody right. that is going to be a rock star. Yeah, listen, and that gets he, so he. He lives in. So he lives in Bahrain. No, he doesn't live in Bahrain. He lives in Manchester by way of Dagestan. But is is he lives in Ma between Manchester and Bahrain? Because when he won the worlds, uh, the prince came out and was like, "Everything's paid for. You are now here's your passport. Basically, you are now ours." No, he's he's brilliant, brilliant. Um, yeah, they're, a, they're a special breed of, of athlete. Their mentality, the thing is, their mentality is, is the most astounding thing, the way they think of it. There's almost no fear, a disregard for fear or opponent. Um, they don't see, uh, they don't look at you as a person. You're just a thing that is in their way and they need to destroy. Um, they have this, it's an old school and a, a lot like a randy couture vibe just pick you up slam you on your head and smash your head through the mat you know they're yeah. not there's no prettiness to it there's no uh just pressure they're not flashy it's just and and it's it's simple it's a simple strategy pick up slam get on top destroy pick up slam and it's like it's like you're to put a cable tie around your finger and you click 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 yeah and you can stop clicking that pressure never stops. Yeah. Stops. How do you fight someone like that? I mean, Gareth, you're coming up against someone next, let's say. How do you, I mean, because you know it's unrelenting pressure from the start of round one. The reality is you need to match that intensity that they put out. Um, and then it, it almost becomes a game, a game of interest. You cannot, you can, 
if you look at what Khabib and uh, this particular uh, youngster and, and how they fight, they their their entrance is very chaotic. So to get in and make the contact, they they all quick shoots, uh, rapid combinations, uh, high lows, um, and once they make that contact, so once you actually see them, the grip happens, boom, and now you can actually you watch it in their body as their control changes. There's this this kind of Tasmanian devil. And then it's contact, and it just—it's almost a calmness. And, they and also once that is made, they won't allow you to angle off to sub them, so they're very difficult to sub. I did see a Mexican beat one of them, a very, very top guy who I think may have won the previous year, uh, and a random Mexican came along and got smashed, got slammed, and managed to get a go-go platter in and choke the snot out of him. But that's one very, very small. Um, example, but yeah, how do you stop a steam truck without the brakes? No, true, I, very true. I, I think they're just so adapt, they're so ad their, their abilities are so simple but yet so advanced. You look at uh, Khabib, jab, right hand, right hand, shoot, low single, uh, attack a single, cage, bop pull off, make contact, lie, uh, uh, wrap the legs, and then kind of just that pressure, pressure, pressure until you either turn or you give the back slightly and they and he uh, secures that arm, uh, the underhook arm, pulls it underneath, and then it's just they go to work. They also just have such a high intensity. They are supremely conditioned, those guys. Yeah. Their conditioning is what makes them what strong. Strength. There might be a reason for it. They don't have, so they obviously they they they, Caucasus Muslims, so they What's don't have class? they don't have the distraction mm. of Westerners. So there's no beers on Friday. No, there's no um, obviously family is very important, but marriage is like so you marry you don't date. Mm. What a there's not oh, I'm gonna go on Tinder today. I'm gonna go meet a girl for drinks or meet a girl for dinner and see it's married make a baby and train yeah it's, a, it's, it's, it's a commitment and dedication to everything yeah so there's yeah. no distractions like like we might see some young kids who've got some potential and you know they hit 18 and they're gonna have a few beers and sort of the rites of passage and whatever the case is you get a little bit you get a win you're a fighter the girls take interest in you and these are distractions yeah. There, you're not allowed to be distracted yeah. before the beat. Yeah, yeah. That's that, that for me. I think plays plays a part. Massive. Gareth just Massive. can't get the charging right. Eh? No uh, preparation. No, technically he's a he's a bit of a shocker. Um, That's too many anyway. times in the head. Yeah. Gee, what do you think? I was saying to Sears that can you hear me? <laughs> I was saying to Sears that, that the guys here in Dagestan and, and those places, they they're Muslims. So they don't have the distractions of like going for beers on a Friday or or going to a bra or whatever the case is. Their focus is disciplined. Yeah, supreme discipline. Yeah, they just they they spend time with their family and they train. And generally, they're the training like a bit. Yeah.
Yeah, the so thing they is, have like, okay, well, I've got to see this friend and go for dinner here. And it's like mosque, family, train. Yeah, that's you it. Must remember that they've all been, it's their lifestyle. I mean, that's their life. They come from that's that good. environment. They've yeah. been doing martial arts since they were, Khabib was wrestling bears when he was three or four, something mm -hmm. stupid yeah, like that. Good. You know, yeah. it's just, it's, 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 it's a way of life for them. It's not... It's not, oh, I'm going to be a fighter or, you know, you get the martial artists and stuff no, like I'm that. I'm in a 12-week camp. It's like, I've been doing this since I could walk. Exactly. Yeah, that, I mean, no change. They, they train the same way as, as they have always. I mean, day one, day one of the camp is the same as, as day 10 and, 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 and. And when he leaves, if he's able to train, he's in the gym, he's training. Yeah. Like yeah. he would preparing for his next fight. So we're going to see serious dominance of the UFC from these countries that are producing the Khabib clones, basically. Is that Until what you're predicting? Until America finds a way. Okay, so America led, then the Brazilians came along and mapped everybody. Then the Americans gained um, back because they like have a, a like a, a weird style of a wrestling and jiu-jitsu like american jiu-jitsu they call it so but yes the russians are coming um what might stop the russians uh is they might piss hot and that's a real issue uh, yeah. a lot of them do, a lot of them do have a state-funded uh steroid account well real, that <laughs> that um uh eagle mma they uh their main funder bought the old Russian um, uh, high performance center where the wrestling, uh, yeah, yeah, and they're still struggling to get the Olympic recognition because they keep missing deadlines to prove that they're actually clean. So it just shows it's been that happening so long it was in a rocky. Let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> <laughs> that could be one of the chips of the day. <laughs> it is. That's how it's been happening. So that's oh, that's wow. what might keep the Americans safe for now. Yeah. But yes, there's a there's there's a, a, a Russian wave coming. Mm. Uh, but the new breed, it's the new, it's the new the new lots. I mean, you see North Africans in the mix, it's Americans are not, they're not at the top as much as what they were anymore. Neither are the Brazilians. It's kind of the Australian, New Zealand era now. I mean, New, Australia and New Zealand have had a, a stand-up pedigree for longer than most countries in terms of K1 uh, fighting. I mean, that's where most of the top K1 guys came out of was, uh, was the New Zealand, Australia, Thailand, section uh on that side of the world bro so they so they would go to japan and they would go to thailand and that and it was kind of out of our sort of line of sight yeah but yes 100 yeah and then um, you get the north africans that are coming through yeah no i think north africa is the next big the next big big uh country to uh continent to explode i really do i think we've only seen the first of guys like israel adesanya and uh, kumar uzman I think there's a lot of exciting guys coming through there, African guys. That Francis are just, Yeah, they're just warriors. I mean, there was another chap there. Who was, where was he from? I think he was from Senegal. Was it Senegal? He just fought now recently and won. 
Yeah, there was an all-African card yeah. somewhere, something happening. But again, like Central Africa, there was there's a lot of like Portuguese influence, which brought judo and jiu-jitsu. Like the top, I don't know how much influence the grappling is. Like got. your West Africans stuff. and that sort of thing, you know, Nigeria, yeah, so Cameroon, those Yeah, but I think that's where the, I think that's where the strength it comes in is the ability to wrestle and grapple. Once they've learned the skill. Yeah. Because of their athletic ability, they're incredibly yeah. strong. They fit. They are. They. I mean, they harder. They're harder than it's harder than any any nation you could ever come across. I mean, it's just like. And and they tend to be big for their weight divisions, but not weigh. Yeah, yeah. If you know what I mean, like massive big. middleweights. But they're strong. Their strength strong. is yeah. unreal. Well, they're not carrying any fat. Yeah. Only the American. Who was American that likes chicken wings? What's his name? You Very remember nice. Raymond Ahana? Remember Raymond yes. Ahana? Yes. Yeah. Raymond. No, from Nigeria. And he came. He came and traded FFM the one, the once for a while when we were there. And skill level, he was still learning his skill sets and going forward. But the strongest, one of the strongest human beings I'd ever come across, and not. He was, he was a tall guy, big frame, tall, had these yeah. big wide shoulders, but wasn't mass, wasn't a mess. But when he gripped you, I, yeah. I mean, it was like, it was like a, it was like a 140 kilo guy grabbing you and trying to move him around. I mean, he just locked himself <laughs> and you couldn't budge him. Ragdoll yeah. you a bit there. <laughs> um, James, we're running out of time here. Let's quickly touch on two things. Um, obviously, Robert Whitaker, uh, putting himself back into the mix uh, after that win over Darren Till. Um, Whitaker's the Reaper, man. He's back. He's uh, he's the guy that we expect to challenge for that belt, don't we? Yeah. Look, uh, look. For me, uh, you got to understand something. Any man that goes two and zero with uh, with uh, the Cuban nightmare um, is uh, he's he's a serious guy, and uh, and the fact that he lost it. It was uh, close, man. It was close, huh? But he fought the better fight. He was way more technical. No, 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 there's no question that he won that fight. Yeah, but Darren Till's a high-level striker. He's yeah. a good guy. I'd like yeah. to see him against uh, uh, Adesanya or Boricino. Hmm. Um, that would be a, a guy, great fight. That, does, that doesn't want to take him down. That's, I would like to see him almost in the K1 fight, but but I would like to see him in an MMO fight against where they both agree, they have a gentleman's agreement that they're going to strike it out. Yeah. That'd be nice. To That'd see. be awesome. That... Till. And? No, anyone that would want to yeah. fight with him. Anyone who yeah, would agree yeah. to strike. Just stand and bang. Striker. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I, I, was, I, was, I was quite surprised at uh, Whitaker's speed um, in the fight. He was very snappy, very loose on his feet. Um, they both got dropped. Mm. They showed good, both, both showed, I mean, uh, Whitaker got dropped with that elbow and then uh, Till got dropped with, a, I think it was a right hand. Mm. Um, so, I mean, and they both showed good composure to get back into the fight at that stage. Uh, I just, I don't know. I just, if I look at them both, I look at, I look at the, the Boratino and the Adesanya. It almost seems to me on the feet that those two guys are, just a little bit, a little bit ahead they're, of the pack. They're, yeah, they're, they're, a, they're a page ahead. I yeah. think, um, like, Whitaker's a bit blocky. And yes, you said he was snappy, but he is, he is a bit slow for those guys. Uh, and, and a little bit hesitant. 
Whereas Adesanya and uh, your man, Boric, don't throw with hesitance. You know what I mean? They, they will let it out. Yeah. Way more confidence. Moving, moving on to um, Figueredo and ben, uh, Benavides. Uh, that was, that was, a, that was a, a great fight to watch. But at the end of the day, uh, Figueredo just, uh, he's there to stay, isn't he? He's there to stay. New breed versus old breed. You know, I think, I think we, and, and I, we talk about this all the time when people ask me, you never lose your ability as a fighter. You never lose your skill set and you never lose your heart and you never lose your want. But as you get older, you just become that frack. And then again, it's a fraction. You're just a fraction off the pace as to these young, excited guys who are just thriving on this adrenaline. And, and you know, as an older fighter, you, 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 you lose the aggression and the testosterone-driven uh, violence. It becomes more educated and you try and be more technical and use your experience to overcome. Whereas a lot of these guys, they just, they use that, that pure, like, I want to kill you uh, mentality. And it, and it just creates like a split, like a split in, 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 in decision-making. And again, at that level, that split can make it the longest night for you ever. Same as it happened, it happened to Anderson Silva, where you would have, he was, he was always a split second ahead of everybody, and then he became a split second behind everybody. And what it does do is that when you become older, you notice that, and then it affects your confidence, and that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. No, well, listen. Yeah, Anderson Silva threw his own career away. Maybe he too did. long. Too long. Um, lastly, obviously, it's Dana White's contender series. I think twenty-seven. Um, JP Base and Cheyenne uh, Base. Now she's called are involved. Mm -hmm. um, is that, I mean, is that the platform you want to be as someone trying to break into to the UFC? What's, what's your guys' thoughts on the Contender Series? It's his third time on it, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Is he, is he on it again? Because he was posting some emo stuff on, on Instagram and it almost looked like he was injured or something like that. Is he still in that? The is he promo, still the promo is showing him. The promo shows both of them. Okay, well, that's because so, they're I mean, the I, first husband and wife to ever be on it or something. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. No, listen, I think, I think it's an amazing opportunity for young fighters. I think it's, it's, it's always a door in. Um, it's an opportunity to show what you're capable of. I think he made the right decision by going to America and, and putting himself in a space where he can really develop himself. He's super young. He's got, he's got, a, he's got a, a long time ahead of him to be successful. And I hope that he does well. I hope that he, that he cracks it in there. I hope he gets his opportunity in the UFC. I think JP is a very much a confidence guy, and uh, I think once his confidence gets going, once if you know if he gets it and he gets a contract, and he gets a good win in the first round, a lot like Don, uh, he's gonna get that confidence to go. Okay, I belong. Mm -hmm. And once he's got that attitude in his mind, I belong. You're then gonna start to see the best out of him. What do you I think, think about the pressure? Of having his wife and him fighting on the same card because I'd be a mess. That's a good question. Good question. It is. It is. It is a difficult environment to be in, and I think you would be super stressed out. But I think at that kind of time, at that kind of moment, you've got to be like, okay, cool, half five, go for it. I'm going for it, and let's see what happens. You can't can't walk around that change room stressing about what she's what she's going to do. Is she going to perform? You've got to leave it up to her. You've got to say to her, 
This is all in your hands. It's all in my hands and let's go for it. Uh, Gareth, do you think both of them are, are capable of, of cracking on from there? I mean, given, like, as you said, it's about margins. It's about a little bit of luck sometimes, the rub of the green, you know, uh, a connection. Uh, you think the two of them have the skill set, the talent to, to crack on? I've always said that JP was a super talented kid and had the ability. I mean, he comes with a very, very high credentials in terms of wrestling. He, he's got a good submission game as well. He's got good striking on him. On him, um, he is a tough kid. He's not. He's not. He's not easy to put away. I think in his first fight that he lost, I think he actually guessed. Uh, he came out hard and he was suplexing the guy in the first couple of rounds. Drilling him and then he lost. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's just an experience thing that came came down today. Does he, I think he's matured a lot as a fighter. I think making uh, making that move away from home, uh, getting married, becoming a man. Moving to another to another continent, you know, starting a life with a, with with your wife. I think he's changed a lot. I think mm. his attitude, being around good positive people, and uh, I think good, good training partners. Um, I think yeah, he's one hundred percent has the ability to be successful. It's again, it's his decision. What does he do with it? He's got another opportunity. Um, the reality is, this is probably his last opportunity mm. to get into the UFC. I mean, he's had three before. I think he was on. Uh, uh, he's been on the contender series twice. I think this is his third time. Um, you know, and and there is a lot of hype around him because he is capable. He is he is kind of he does have a star quality to him as well. Um, it's just about taking it now. Um, Cheyenne, she was she she's a girl who's progressed as well in terms of her her ability. She's uh, she she had had a good showing when she was here um, at EFC. Um, how much has she progressed? I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen her training. But if she's getting a shot at the contender series, she's definitely, definitely they, they on, were, on the radar. The they were huh? fighting, I think it was called LFA, and I don't know. She either fought for a belt or won the belt of, of LFA yeah. or something. It was like a regional. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, listen, so she's, she has, she does, she, I mean, she's done well in her career. She hasn't, she, she's um, definitely uh, proven herself. No. Yeah. yeah, she's not a passenger. Well, then we, we need to get JP on sometime and have a chat to him. You know, the thing is, JP, I, and I don't know if, it's, if it applies to him, but it applies to a lot of South Africans. And, and I remember Gareth turning that page was when I said, when I messaged him when he won uh, in Dublin. I was like, now you don't know what you've done. A lot of kids now will believe that they can win because there's a lot of like, they will they'll fake it and say, oh, I believe I can win. But a lot of South Africans have got a lot of self-doubt. Like if you were in a band in South Africa, they're like, oh, no, we're never going to make it big. And other South Africans would doubt you as well. Whereas Americans, if you start a band, you're the best band ever. Like South Africans will be like, oh, you're okay. You know what I mean? Uh, and Gareth, when he won uh, Dublin, I, I never forget. I was like, I, I spoke to the a few kids in gyms and I was like, you see, it can happen. This person trained in the same gym as you. Yeah. You know what I mean? This person was, yeah. And it's, self-belief is a big thing. And, and like you said, G, it's, it's if he gets it, he's unstoppable. Yeah. We have the quality, we have the ability, we have the aggression, we have the mindset. We are super physical as, an, as, as, as people. We're not afraid to get dirty. We're not afraid to fight for what we want. You know, we don't show fear um, like, uh, say, other nations would. Um, I still believe South Africans are one of the toughest guys around. 
it's just a belief thing. It's a, it's a, it's a progress. It's like, oh, can I do it? Can, uh, can I make, you know, uh, you, look, you look at the rugby side, the rugby side was kind of like, oh, South Africa's out. They're not in the mix. They're not, in, and, they, and they just built that confidence. And then the side that stepped on the field in the, in the World Cup final, this, you would never have thought that that was what was going to be, be on display. Never, ever. But why? It's because of confidence. They, they grew confidence in themselves and they knew that they, were, that they belonged and that they were capable. And that's all that we need. We need somebody to get on a good winning streak in the UFC, um, start to get a big name, get a buzz around him, and then everybody's going to go. You've managed to get another fight. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. argue too much, like not side too much with Chris Tarbo, who's on the not wanted list. Yeah. In terms of UFC, and he, he just needs to keep his wits about him and, and fight him, you know, when it's possible to travel. He's another guy. Get on the, the podcast. Gentlemen, we're going to have to leave it there. Um, and I think uh, in closing, it stems from the way we grew up, and it's a lot about being humble first, and uh, a lot, with that comes self doubt. So, uh, yeah, we've got enough talent. There's no doubt about it. Just lastly, uh, Gareth McKellen, are you pursuing a golf career? After your feet the other day with a hole in one, was it on the 14th? Did you see a hole in one? Gendower, hole in one. Can you, can So arsy, it's childish. I know. Can you handle it? So, it was the most amazing hole in one the world has ever seen. I'll tell you why. It was terrible. Where's the proof? Terrible. How much did the Bible cost you? No, you can't. There's no, not under lockdown. Good luck with that. No, no lockdown. 47. Lockdown. No, uh, no, no barbell. Thank you no very barble. much. No barbell. Oh, man. <laughs> when did it happen, G? Hey, uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago. I've been saving. Ago. I've been saving it the whole time, and I didn't want to give him the con. You know the the, the satisfaction. I know it's not even going to fit in there anymore. All right, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you very much. Uh, this has been MMA Uncaged. Uh, we always appreciate your feedback. Reach out to us on social media, like and subscribe. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll catch you again next weekend. To uh, Gareth and Justin, always great pleasure. And um, if we see another hole in one, well, it'll be incredible, won't it? <laughs> Take care. Cheers, Bye. Let's go. 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 This is the web. No surrender. No surrender. Yeah. You know that this right here for web. Introduce myself, they call me J-O-N to the easy end Know that we undefeated, y'all are beneath them speeches Trying to air a grievance, but his lines are overhead Better check the air for clearance, call the tower This is our credit, he the air apparent, uh-huh Really, I've never been better, legacy, this is forever All the more times I've been seven, I'm raising the boy You can go ahead and measure, too Think about time for a toast, time that we welcome the goat Y'all, we're just leaving it, no, this right here forever